No music. No music. <laughs> we have <laughs> Mike Conley stand-up trucking. We have no introduction music here at the Market and the Cupcakes podcast. Maybe one day we'll change that. But we got you got me and then you got the godfather of radio, my mentor, John Sertino, the founder of the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. Uh, he's back. Today we're gonna talk about what makes a great marketing campaign. John, how you doing today? Good, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great. So I, you know, anytime I'm in your presence, I go back to being the student. So I'm going to just hand it over to you and, and, and then let the people know, the listeners of Marketing and Cupcakes podcast, what, what makes, what would you say makes a good, a great marketing campaign? Well, um, first, I think very few people, you know, a lot of people think that, um, which you brought up earlier when we talked privately about traditional marketing and internet marketing, whatever you want to call it. And to me, they're the same thing. Uh, with internet marketing, you are advertising to a group of people and you're doing mostly the same thing as print advertising, which is newspaper advertising or magazine advertising. And the rule used to be before the internet was that somebody had to see your ad at least six times before they responded. So, uh, and the thing about internet marketing or print marketing or whatever you want to call it, one of the, one of the issues is that you have to spend some time working out a message, right? Mm-hmm. So, but you have to wait until that you have to wait to figure out whether that message is any good. You have to advertise to the same people six or seven or eight or nine times to get a response. Okay. And uh, the cost of advertising to the same people that many times, uh, a lot of people don't know how to do. You know, if you're doing Facebook advertising, I think a lot of Facebook users are creatures of habit. They'll get on Facebook at seven o'clock in the morning for half an hour. They'll get on Facebook at noon, you know, for half an hour. Um, they'll get on Facebook maybe at seven o'clock at night after everyone's eaten, and that's their fun thing to do to be on Facebook. So pe- people are more creatures of habit. So when I did radio advertising, um, the morning drive time, which was 6 to 10 versus midday, which is 10 to 2 versus drive time home, which was basically started at, they said after 2, but it went till 7 o'clock. So in radio advertising, um, I know you have radio stations in Springfield. Uh, but I would like, and I don't know the names of them, but let's just say I like listening to sports radio here in Boston, all right? 98.5. A lot of people that listen, you could guess what the audience is made up. What do you think the audience is made up that listens to sports radio? Mostly men. In the morning. What? Mostly men. Mostly men, right. So I would say that it's probably 80% men. What age would you say? This is morning drive. 
Uh, right now, I would say late 30s and up. Yeah. Now, they also broadcast on television. And what would you say the average age was that broadcasting on TV? TV right now, I'd say late 40s and up. No, it's 60. It's people, me, and old. Okay. Right? Um, Because we're the only ones that could stay home and watch it. You know? That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. And a lot of you guys, like in your case, Michael, you don't have time to, with your magazine and all the things you're doing, you don't have time to watch television. No, it's like background noise. Yeah, you know, yeah. right, right. Um, but if you're like a, you know, a normal person going to work in the morning, whether you're female, male, or whatever, whatever's going on, you are going to listen on radio to the same station every morning. Okay. You're going to get in the car, you're going to charge it up, you got your coffee, and you've got a half an hour ride or an hour ride before you have to really turn your brain on it. Uh, some people uh, start their working right in the car. So those are the ones that uh, probably, in order to get to them, you, you might be doing more internet advertising. But for the average person that's going to work in the morning you know you're not doing an office job there's a percentage of people doing office jobs where they have to think about what they're doing there's a much smaller percent of people who are in leadership positions who uh like yourself don't have time to listen to the radio so you would be a difficult person to reach out to you know you'd have to knock on your door and go hey michael mike Right. You know, that's the only way anybody's going to contact you. And they have to have a specific message for you. So um, why I think that the whole thing is the same, no matter what you do, you have to come up with something that people will respond to. Mm -hmm. In my case, um, I tried a lot of different advertising um, campaigns. And do you know what... My most successful one was the the Mother's Day campaign, huh? The Mother's Day. Well, it was Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, but in general, it was the same thing. Okay, no, I it don't know. Was uh, two words: send love. Wow, my phone number, right? And send love, uh, in, send love in your phone number. Yeah, that's all. I would have these billboards all over Chicago and New York and LA and all these places with this beautiful teddy bear laying like this. And it said, send love in the 800 number. Because hmm. nobody really read the name, you know, Vermont Teddy Bear Company, because you're also advertising on radio and you're doing support advertising so people know basically what it is that you're you're sending out bear grants. Wait, let me, let me pause it. You said support advertising. Explain what you mean by that. Well, if you're, if you're doing a billboard, you're also doing radio or television, you know, right? And the billboard is a reminder. Mm -hmm. So when you pick out a billboard, which is similar to internet or radio, you could pick out billboards as people are going to work or coming home from work, right? And billboard advertising is measured by how many people will see that billboard in the course of a day or a month. That's what you're paying for. So in radio, you're paying for how many people are listening to the ad. On internet, you're paying for how many people have the potential of seeing your ad. So you're you're paying for the same thing, right? 
Now, if your message is, um, I was recently, you recently sent me your, uh, your magazine, right? Um, and there are different advertisers in your magazine and I could go through each of their advertising and, uh, and suggest, you know, some of them are, you know, everything is kind of good because you got to start out and start doing it. Um, but the message is the clear, most important thing because you want to get a response. So in marketing, your job is to get a response. The sales job is to produce that response into an order. So they're two separate things, right? So in, um, when I advertised on the radio on Mother's Day and Valentine's Day in particular, my cost of advertising was 18% or less. Throughout the rest of the year, my cost, and this is just the radio cost, was 25%. So it's harder. Valentine's Day, close to Valentine's was like below 10%. And I couldn't make enough teddy bears. It was like producing money, you know. Uh, the company would stay up all night. I would pay for hotels for the ladies to stay in to make sure all the bears would get out. And they would have a party, you know, every night of the week. And uh, we worked our butts off. And we were always concerned about how many bears we had left, you know. And you could count on the inter- you could count on the computer system telling what your inventory is. Or in my case, I counted the bears. I said, "We're not, we're not. This is the best time of year for us. We are going to sell every last bear until I know for sure that this number equals this number." And they were always wrong, you know, always. Um, but. That cost of marketing, the cost of getting that response is one of the key things. So you want to get that cost into your business formula, mm-hmm. whatever that might be, you know. So uh, you you have a, a couple of different ventures that you're into, and all of them, I think, revolve around the same thing, and that's educating and bringing people of your community together and sharing information about how to make their business better, which is a very honorable thing to do, right? Thank you. Um, but in the process, you also need to, you know, pay your mortgage, you know, put gas in the car, take a vacation, buy your wife flowers on her birthday, uh, get presents for yourself, whatever they might be. I don't know what they might be, but it might be that you like a video game, you know? Yep. Um but you eventually want to save up enough money so that you can, you know, keep on making more and more and more and more money. So the business formula is the most important part. So if you get that cost of marketing into a into a, a dollar amount, you know how much it costs for the service or product you're making and what you're selling. But if you can get that cost of marketing into a dollar amount, you can always adjust the price of what it is that you're selling. Uh, an example, which might, it's all over the place, but I, it just, I see it everywhere. I'm on the board of directors of a local, uh, my parish school, which is right down the street or street. We've got a board meeting tonight. So for the longest time at a cost of tuition, which is a great school in the middle of one of the most, best neighborhoods you can imagine. You know, you have no idea how great the school is. We charge less money than any other school in the whole city of Cambridge. Yep. 
we were charging six thousand dollars, which is the old um, Catholic school model when they used to have nuns. Mm-hmm. You know, like all the teaching for nothing. You know, it's like it's the Catholic Church is just out of control sometimes. I would always go. We got to increase tuition. They'd always go. What if somebody's going to not want to pay the tuition? And see, then we still keep the kid. We just give them a grant. Right. So if ninety percent of the people could afford another, you know, whatever the whatever we keep raising it to, they're not going to complain because the school's a good school. So we increase the, the cost of tuition by thirty percent over the last three years. So it went from six thousand, I think. I think it's eight. 8,500 or something like that. And nobody, nobody didn't sign up. So it, it literally all the things they were afraid of, you know, didn't exist, didn't happen. Um, so now the school is finally almost, it's in the black, right? And our, and by the way, our enrollment is way up because we spent the money in the marketing to improve our website and improve our response. Because we had also had more money to spend on that because we were bringing in more money about that. So that's that's amazing. The the fact that you it was able to increase the price, do more marketing, which ended up bringing in more new customers, with with creating yeah. more cash flow. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I didn't think the first bear I sold, I was selling it for under forty dollars, like thirty eight dollars, and the board always go, John. Nobody's look. Nobody can see your bears. Let's sell them for five dollars. I go. We can't do that. Nobody would pay forty five dollars for my bear. You know. <laughs> Have you seen bear show? You know. And they would go. You just got to do it. And we increased it, and customers liked it more and more. And the more I increased the price, the better bear I made. Until I made a bear that was on the front cover of Teddy Bear and Friend magazine. I could show you the front cover of it, but it's the greatest front cover model I've ever seen. It's my bear with blue eyes, with a beautiful mole hair fur, with a dress on, um, on the front cover of Teddy Bear and Friends. That's awesome. You know, I tell you, I'll tell you this, when, when I met with you all those years ago and you broke down the formula for me, and then I, that's when I realized like I was losing money with stinky cakes, like, holy crap. And like, like, that's that single formula that you gave me that that changed just even the way I looked at business and 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 everything that I do now I always I always start with that with, with the formula I think like nothing else matters until that formula is right and then like so true yeah even even like even with standout truck every every hour that we we, we put out you know part of that that is broken down to that formula and 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 it works it just makes business so much more simple See, I think in your, um, you know, an example I would think of marketing was, in my case, okay, at the teddy bear company, um, who buys a Valentine's Day gift? What what would you say the average customer for a Valentine's Day gift? Well, my guess would be my guess would be the guy, the guy, the guy, right? It's the only holiday of the year we've got to buy a present. All right, CVS candy. Some hours at the supermarket, at the deli that you get your gas from. Oh, yeah, it's the old times day. Maybe I better bring this home. And for the guys that spend a little time thinking about it, like a sensitive person like yourself, you actually go out and get a <laughs> you actually go out and get a Valentine's Day gift. You're thinking about it. Maybe not too early. Okay. Maybe you're doing it 
24 hours in advance. Right, 24, 48 hours, yeah. Yeah, right. And I, I know guys because I'm a guy. So we made sure you can order it the day before and it would be guaranteed to get there the next day, right? Of course, we had a reliant UPS to deliver the bear. And because uh, uh, I knew that was the big the big debt, you know, you got to be ready when that kind of thing happens, right? So in the marketing that I did, along with the marketing that I advertised on the radio station was the people who answered the phone, I said, these are, these are guys, they don't know a good message from a bad message. You know, like the, our, our ladies, there was mostly ladies on the phone would say, what would you like to say, Mike, to your wife on, on Valentine's Day? And you go, I don't know. Happy Valentine's Day, love, Mike. <laughs> right? And nobody would even say that could have won, right? So they had prepared messages to help the men out so that their gift was even better by the message that when the bear was received, because the message is everything. You know, more than the bear, the message is, you know, it's everything. So that's the personal touch. No, it's the it's the keeping of the customer. So I knew if a customer bought from me once, he would buy from me four or five times a year. No, no, I'm saying the the, the personalized message to the to the recipient. That's like a personal touch. That's like you know the bear is like you know the thing that they could hold, but that message is something like from heart to heart kind of thing. Well, yeah, I wouldn't call it a personalized touch. What I would call it is the most important thing in the gift. Okay, okay, makes sense. Yeah, um, because. The, the woman, whoever it is in their life, whether it's their daughter or a mom, is going to read the message and the bear's not going to be as important. I mean, it's, it's, right. I mean, it's a teddy bear. Makes yeah. it. Yeah. Or if it, I don't care what gift you give for Valentine's Day. With flowers, they're going to die. With jewelry, you know, ladies love jewelry. They're pretty expensive. But they're going to remember the message that was with that gift more than anything else, so. That's awesome. So, John, I, I think this was great. I, I think we, we gave we gave him enough. We gave him enough. So we we gonna we gonna wrap it up with that. But I I wanna I wanna thank you and I wanna thank the listeners. Now we'll be back again next week with a new episode. Uh, John, I've been getting a lot of really great feedback on on the episodes that we did last week. Um, and typically people um, what they do, they join the market in the cupcakes community and. And for people that don't know, let me give you that number. All you have to do is text the word MAC to the number 413-251-6762. So if you text the word MAC, MAC, to 413-251-6762, you could join the marketing and cupcakes community. You could shoot a text if you have a question that you would like us to address on the podcast. Just send it over. I'll read it if if it fits. Mike, we'll... I expect by next week you're going to come up with a good tagline for people to do that. Awesome, that's a challenge. <laughs> yeah, come up with three or four of them. Yeah, that's it. that's it. Try it out. I mean, really, we could. You could try it out, and you could measure based on what that tagline is, and the response as to, and it will help because I know you want to build your building, but you need to get the tagline down. And then you keep selling the tagline over and over and over. 
So right. see that? I tell you, I tell you guys, John's my mentor. John is the one that pushes me. You guys think I'm good at marketing, but I like I I am so many levels beneath John when it comes to it. So I he, he pushes me. So you you get you guys got the witnesses firsthand. So anyway, time, I will work on that, John. Time is the most valuable commodity. Thank you for spending some time with us. Until the next episode, John and Mike, marketing the cupcakes.com. Peace.